Okay, tonight we have a story to tell, but first Aaliyah has a joke about a Boston Terrier. Go ahead, Lily. What do we call a Boston Terrier left out in the cold? What? A chili dog! <laughs> nice. River, do you have any jokes? Yeah. Okay, what's your joke? What do you call a dog that's left out in the sun? What? Dog. <laughs> okay. Good job, yeah. girls. All right. Let. Okay. Real quick, and then we gotta start the story. I have a new weight blanket. You have a new weighted blanket. That's awesome. Okay. Go ahead, girls. Lay down. We're gonna start. Lay down. Lay down. Oop. You okay? <laughs> Okay. Tonight's story is called Finding Astro. It was a lovely sunny day. The octopod was in shallow water, close to a coral reef where many fish were swimming. The fish were all kinds of different colors, and there were more than fish. There were eels and dolphins and turtles swimming and playing, moving all around. The octopod was open. The octonauts were out preparing an obstacle course. The obstacle course consisted of loops mostly so that one had to swim through in order to beat a certain time to win a prize. Today, they had a special visitor. Dashi's little, little sister, Kashi, had come to visit. This helmet is so different, Kashi said. It's all right, little sister. You'll get used to it. I've never breathed underwater before. Well, I guess I've visited once or twice, but I'm still not used to it. We need these helmets, said Dashi. That's the only way we can get around underwater without having to hold our breath the whole time. I guess. What do I have to do today? Captain Barnacle swam over. Kashi, you're going to be an honorary octonaut. But in order to achieve such an honor, you need to be able to swing, swim through all of these loops. And under a certain amount of time, in order to get your octonaut badge. Wow, said Kashi. That sounds really fun. That's not what I usually do. Usually I like to read comic books about detectives and solve mysteries. But running a race also seems fun. Will I be running against anyone else? No, just yourself, said Captain Octonauts. Quasi was setting the loops. Peso was um, setting up a telescope so he could watch from a distance. And Dashi said, Kashi, you get to see someone very special today, someone you haven't really met before. I think you'll be really excited. Who, said Kashi, who? Just then, a yellow portal began to open up underwater. It got bigger and bigger. And bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And bigger, and bigger. You have to listen. You have to not make noise, girls. <clears throat> the portal opened bigger and bigger, and water started flowing into it. It made a small little whirlpool. Kashi said, what is that? Are we in trouble? Dashi said, no, our friend's about to come through that portal. The water began to slow, and then out like a cannon came a big ball of bubbles. <sighs> the portal disappeared, and when the bubbles settled and rose, there, floating in the water, with four legs and beautiful butterfly wings, was a beautiful horse with a horn. It Astro! Uh -huh. Shh. Hey, quiet down now. 
going, hey, shh, dashy. Um, hang on. Where was I? Dashi said, she's here. Kashi said, who is that? Dashi said, that's our friend Astro. Dashi was so excited. She had never seen a unicorn before, let alone a unicorn with beautiful butterfly wings underwater swimming. And she thought, wait a minute. How's she breathing? She's a horse and she doesn't have a helmet. Dashi said, I don't know. Maybe she needs a helmet. Maybe she can't breathe underwater. Captain, can um, Astro breathe underwater? Captain Barnacle said, I don't know. We better get to her quickly. Quasi, Peso, Dashi, Kashi, and Captain Barnacles all swam to Astro as fast as they could. Astro, who was not paying attention but was admiring the scenery around her, was very startled when all the octonauts came rushing at her. She whipped her head back and her mane floated in the air and she said, Stop! What's going on? They all swam to a complete stop. Peso said, Astro, can you breathe underwater? We have to figure out how to get you air. You'll drown. She said, I can breathe just fine. Peso, thank you. Captain Barnacle said, but how? How can you breathe so fine? She said, look, around her neck was a necklace. And the necklace had three gems on it, but they weren't quite gems. They were almost like small lights, as if fireflies were attached to a string, but they couldn't turn off their lights. Two were yellow, one was green, and the green slowly changed from green to blue. What is that? said Quasi. This is a magic underwater necklace, said Astro. It allows me to breathe water. Brimey, you don't need to breathe air like a helmet like we do? She said, no, I can breathe the water itself with this magic necklace. Wow, said Kashi. That's amazing. You're beautiful. Astro turned to Kashi and said, you must be Dashi's little sister. I'm so happy to meet you. Well, glad you could make it, said Captain Barnacles. Today we run the relay, and we're just about to start. Everybody take their places. Everyone except for Dashi and... Uh, everyone except for Dashi and Kashi went to take their places next to the octopod to watch the race. Dashi and Kashi stood at the start of the race. Dashi said, All right. I'm going to start the timer here, and you start going through the rings as fast as you can. When you get to the end, we'll stop the timer, and we'll see how you did. And then Kashi, who was very curious about everything, said, How will you know when I reach the end? These rings go all over the place. You can't see the end. She said, You're right. That's true. They go right over that hill of rocks. We can't see where it ends. Quasi said, Ah, I'll swim to the end, and I'll yell when she gets to the end. Dashi said, I don't know if I'll be able to hear you. Astro said, don't worry, I will go to the end and wait, and when she reaches the end, I will shoot from my horn a magic rainbow, and you can tell when she's went finished the race. All right, that sounds great. Astro went to the end of the course. Captain Monocle said, on your mark, get set, go. Dashi started the timer, and Kashi started to swim. She was a fast swimmer. She swam up and down, left and right. She did loop-de-loops as she went from one ring to the next. Each ring made a slight ding as she passed through it. She curved around rocks, went underneath coral ridges, bridges, ding, through another ring, ding, through another ring. She was getting far away from the octopod now, and she could only sing two, sing two rings left. She went through one, ding, 
and as she headed straight down a rocky slope, she saw the last ring. Oh, I've got to swim as fast as I can. She left the view of the octopod and went through the last ring. Ding! I did it, said Kashi. But as she looked around, she was all by herself. Where's Astro? She's supposed to send up the signal. Astro wasn't there. Kashi was all alone. There were no fish. There was nothing swimming. It was hard to see the sun this deep down in the water. But all of a sudden, Kashi noticed something. What is that, she thought. Something was glowing. She pulled her magnifying glass out from her pocket, her detective magnifying glass she had gotten from a kit she had sent away for. She swam down. She held a magnifying glass up to her face and the glowing things. One of the glowing things was green, and it would slowly shift to blue and then back to green. The other two glowing things, like gems, were little yellow lights. Ah, said Kashi. This is Astro's magic underwater breathing glowing necklace. But where's Astro? She put her magnifying glass away, picked up the necklace, and swam straight up. When she was high enough above the rock, she could see the octopod, and she began to wave. She couldn't yell because she was too far away. Dashi said, What's she doing way over there? Did she finish the race? Captain Monocle said, Where's Astro's signal? Quasi said, Something's wrong here, mate. We better go look at this. All the octonauts swam to Kashi. Where's Astro? I don't know, said Kashi. I found her on her water breathing necklace, but she's gone. She couldn't go anywhere. Too far, said Peso. It's deep down there, and we would have seen her if she'd come out the other way. I don't know what's happened, said Captain Monocle, but we need to find Astro. But where do we even start, said Dashi. Kashi took her magnifying glass out again and said, I'll look for clues. I bet I can find out where she went. I found the necklace down here. They swam down to where Kashi found the necklace. It was seaweed, stones, some sea dirt, but nothing particularly out of the ordinary. I don't see anything that would suggest where she went. It's not like she can leave footprints. She's floating in water. Kashi took her magnifying glass and started looking around. Finally, she said, look at this. Captain Barnacles came over. What have you found, Kashi? He looked through her magnifying glass. What is this black goo? I see it, said the captain. There's a little bit here and some over there. And Quasi said, black goo, like this? He pointed to some as well. Shellington, who had kept quiet most of the time, just enjoying the show, popped up and said, let me take a closer look at that. He picks them up on a little science uh, stick, a glass rod. He picked it up and he looked at it. And as the black goo was on the glass rod, the glass began to melt and dissolve and go. Don't touch it, said Shellington, whatever it is. It's not good, and it will likely hurt you. Look, said Kashi, Captain Barnacles, and everyone looked at the Kashi. The trail goes that way. Blimey, said uh, uh, Quasi. It goes down further into the gulf. We have to follow it, said Captain Barnacles. We have to find our friend. Everybody, you have your helmets, you have your oxygen. Let's begin to swim. Kashi, you need to stay here. You're too young to do this kind of a mission. Dashi said, but Captain, she's the one who found the black ink and the necklace. We might need her help finding Astro. Captain Barnacle said, all right, Kashi, you come along, but you stay safe and you stay behind us. All right, said Kashi. They all began to swim down. <clears throat> all of a sudden it got dark. They used their lights, but they couldn't see what was going on. 
Blimey, said Quasi, I've lost the trail. Peso said, yes, I can't find any black ink either. It's like the trail just stops. Tellington said, without that ink, we can't find Astro. I don't know what to do. They all thought hard. But Kashi said, huh, I wonder if there's a different way to find her. What do you mean, said Captain Barnacle. Yeah, said Dashi, what do you have, Kashi? Kashi said, this necklace, it's made from her magic, right? Yes, said Dashi. Well, doesn't her magic kind of stay around her? Like, doesn't her magic follow and want to be close to her? I think that's true. What if we let the necklace up and float in the water? She pushed up the necklace into the water. It suspended in the fluid. But then all of a sudden it started to drift. It started to drift away from the group. And it wasn't falling down into the gulf, but moving away and slightly up. Wow, said Pesel. The necklace is trying to get back to Astro. If we follow the necklace, we'll find Astro, said Captain Bonacle. Follow that necklace. The glowing lights in the dark took them on a path through open water and then came to a large rock wall. But it didn't hit the wall, but found a hole, a cave. The necklace went into the cave. The cave was about the size of an octonaut. Fairly small, but not too small. Oh, said Peso, I don't know if I want to go in there. Captain Barnacle said, we can do this, Peso. If I'm afraid of tight spaces and I can do it, then you can do it too. Summon your courage. Peso said, aye, aye, Captain. They went into the cave. Their light shine off the walls. Quasi said, Captain, look. There was black ink on the walls. Black goo everywhere. Don't touch it, said Captain. Stay away from the walls. Stay in the center of the tunnel. As they followed the tunnel, they started to hear sounds. Like breathing, but wheezy breathing. Like, What's that sound, said Kashi? It doesn't matter, said Captain Barnacle. Stay with me. We will be okay. It was dark, but the tunnel opened up into a big space, but they still couldn't see anything. Uh, oh, who is there? Captain Barnacle, being the brave polar bear he was, stood up and said, We are the Octonauts. Show yourself. The room, which was totally dark, began to light up, and it lit up fast. Before them was a shining, bioluminescent, huge, giant octopus. The octopus had eight legs that filled the room, wiggling and writhing. The octopus said, Who do you think you are to come into my cave? Captain Monocle said, We are looking for a friend, a unicorn, with beautiful wings and a horn. She was with us a moment ago, and she is now gone. Have you seen her? The octopus went, <laughs> I've seen your unicorn, and now she is mine. Peso said, what do you mean? What have you done with our friend? And then something happened that they didn't expect. The octopod, the octopus, that had eight tentacles that glowed and two big black eyes, looked at them, opened its mouth, and went, from its mouth came a rainbow, a huge rainbow that headed straight for the octonauts. Get out of the way, said Captain Peso. Uh, Is it Captain Peso? Not Captain Peso, Captain Barnacles. Quick move, the rainbow barely missed them all and hit the wall, shattering rock. 
The rock fell, and all the octonauts had to swim out of the way. Kashi said, That's Astro's magic. Where did you get it? The octopus said, It is now mine. With one big tentacle, he pointed right below his mouth where he was wearing a necklace. A single clam. A single clam on a string that glowed. And it pulsated with different colors. Red, blue, green. The unicorn's magic is now mine. With it, I will rule the sea and the sky. This magic is powerful, and now so am I. So now that we know that this octopus has somehow put Astro into a tiny clam, the octonauts need to save her. How do they do it, Lily? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm sorry that it's terrifying. But the whole point is that now that it's scary, we get to make it better. How do we make it better? What do you think, River? How do we make it better? Huh? So you get stuck in a giant pile. Astro gets stuck in a giant pile of seaweed. Astro gets stuck in a giant pile of seaweed? We can use seaweed. What else you got, Lily? What else should we do? Kill the octopus. Kill the octopus. Well, how, well I don't want to kill anything, but um, how can we stop the octopus? Like, how do we get Astro out of this clamshell? We're not going to chop any tentacles. But what like should we do? Tie. Huh? What if we tie the tentacles and then tie the necklace? Tie the tentacles. Okay. And there's seaweed. Okay. Can Let's try that. Tie the tentacles. But how do we trick him? How do we trick him to get him tied? Oh, I know. I know what to do. Oh, let's use the black stuff on his eyes. Okay. Oh, that's a great idea. Okay. All right. Wait, so, what was your idea? Um, I was going to have them tickle him. <laughs> if they tickle him and he wiggles his arms and then they tie them up. Mm. Okay. Let's do the black. black ink. Okay, you want to keep it kind of scary? Okay, I can do that. The octopus said, And now I will take you. He opened up another clam. The clam shone brightly with a yellow light. And all of a sudden, the octonauts realized that they were being pulled towards the clam. Captain, it's pulling me in. It's going to trap us in the clam. Quick, swim faster, they said. We've got to try. Kashi, who was being pulled towards the light, had an idea. She had gotten something else from her kit. Usually, detectives carry a gun or some kind of weapon, but she was just a kid. She couldn't do that. The kit came with a slingshot, though. A slingshot and a few shiny pebbles. She pulled a slingshot out of her back pocket, put a pebble in the sling, and went... She shot her slingshot and it landed right in the center of one of the octopus's eyes. The octopus went The clam shut. The octopus is scattered. I mean, uh, the octonauts scattered. The octopus said, You will pay for that. He swooshed up into the center of the cave. He began to twirl. His arms almost seemed to braid together as he spun. Then all of a sudden, they all came out at once, making a huge, almost spider web through the cave. He aimed his body at the octonauts, and all of a sudden, black ink started to come out of him towards the octonauts. Black ink started to shoot at the octonauts, barely missing Peso, who got out of the way. Quasi did a double flip over one. Captain Barnacles used a stone to stop another, and the stone melted as the black ink touched it. Don't let it touch you. We've got to get out of here. Harry, Captain, this way. They tried to swim back towards the cave opening, and the octopus said, I don't think so. He shot more black ink right at the entrance of the cave. 
the stones melted and covered the, uh, the entrance. We're trapped, said Shellington. What are we going to do? I have an idea, said Kashi. She swam away from the group. Captain Bonacle said, No, Kalshi, come back. She swam right up to the octopus, right in between his eyes. He looked at her angry, and she looked at him, turned right around, and then waved her little tail in his face and went, woo, 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 woo. And he went, Brrrah! He shot ink at her, and she moved just as it splattered him in his own eyes. He's blind, said Captain Barnacle. Quick, said Quasi, look at all this um, seaweed. Grab some, let's tie up his tentacles. While the octopus was trying to get the black ink out of his own eyes, every octonaut grabbed a leg or a tentacle with seaweed. They began to lasso and rope each tentacle. The tentacles fought back, waving, but the octonauts worked together. One by one, they weaved back and forth until the tentacles were all tied together around the octopus's head. The octopus could barely speak with his own tentacles covering his mouth, going, He couldn't move. And when he couldn't move, Captain Barnacle swam right up to him and said, You've lost this one, octopus. Now give us back off, friend. He pulled the clam off the octopus's neck. He opened it up, and a bright yellow light came again. But this time, they felt themselves being pushed away. Out of the clam came a small little orb, and the orb began to get bigger and bigger and bigger until out of a beautiful pink bubble popped Astro. Astro for a moment was relieved to see her friends, but then she started to worry. Astro couldn't breathe underwater without her necklace. She began to flutter her wings. I can help you. I can help you, said Kashi. She took the necklace that had been floating with her and took it right up and put it right around Astro's neck. Astro went, and took a big breath of relief. Astro said, thank you, Kashi. In that moment, Astro turned around and looked at the octopus, his big black eyes looking angry. He tried to growl at her, and she simply looked at him without a word. She waved her horn once, she waved it twice, and she went, she shot a rainbow right at the octopus. He shrank and turned into a, what did he turn into? No, we don't want to turn him into a unicorn. He needs to turn into something small and cute. And not dangerous. What did he turn into? Let's say he turned into a sea snail. No? Okay. <laughs> the octopus shrank smaller and smaller and smaller, glowing brighter and brighter and brighter, until finally he was the size of a quarter. And he went, and he popped out. He had become the tiniest, cutest minnow. He tried to talk mean. But his voice was so high it could be anything but cute. There, said Astro, I'll have no more problems from this one. Swim away, swim, swim away. You can do no more harm here. You have to worry about yourself now that you're not a big scary octopus. The minnow said, wow, and he swam, 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 swam through tiny cracks in the walls and went away. Astro turned around to her friends and said, my friends, thank you so much for saving me. I was waiting for Akashi to finish the race and wasn't paying attention. And behind me, the octopus snuck up. He trapped me with his magic clam, and he took me away. I thought I was lost, 
but my friends found me. Thank you. Captain Barnacle said, We will always come for you, Astro, because we know you will always come for us. Quasi said, Oh, I'm, I'm really glad that we're having this little reunion. I'm so glad that Astro is safe. But we have another problem. How do we get out of this cave? It's all sealed off. We've got no way out. The cave is closed. They looked around. There was no opening. There was nothing they could do. The cave was shut and it was rock on the top and rock and seaweed on the bottom. We're stuck, said Captain Barnacle. And Nastro said, no, you're not, my friends. I can get us out. Waving her magic horn once again, she took a rainbow beam brighter than the sun and shot it straight up through the cave. The beam made a magic portal that went straight through the rock. They could see out the top. Quick, follow me, said Astro. They all swam up and out, the beam of the rainbow pushing them all the way through. They came out the top, close to the sun and the water top, and the seaweed and the coral, surrounded by beautiful colored fish. They could see the octopod off in the distance. Astro said, thank you all again, and Kashi, thank you for using your detective skills to find me. Dashi said, that's my little sis. She's the best. The end. Can we listen to the story?